Welcome to episode 19 of the Underground Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, and this is my co-host, Colin. And today we're just going to have kind of a combo episode since we missed our Wednesday episode. Uh, The bye week kind of helps with that, though, since uh, Penn State football was not in action this weekend. We'll spend a little bit of time, uh, you know, just giving our uh, preview analysis of the uh, football team's game against Minnesota next week. And we'll also do our team of the week, player of the week, as well as surprise of the week. So plenty to come in this episode. And thank you guys for tuning in. Let's start off with uh, the football team. Uh, Big game against Minnesota coming up. Noon kickoff, uh, November 9th. Uh, You know, it's it's two 8-0 teams, two ranked teams. uh, You know, Minnesota leading the Big Ten West right now. Penn State uh, tied with Ohio State in the Big Ten East. So, you know, uh, definitely a a big match and um, has major implications for both teams uh, going forward. Colin, what are your initial thoughts about this game? Uh, Are you worried about Penn State traveling to Minnesota for this one or uh, pretty confident in the team? No, I I would say that I'm confident in what they're bringing. You know, they know it's a must-win game. They can't, like, can't really afford loss this year with like the big hopes that they have for their season. So I like, go, each yeah. one's definitely important. And I think coming off the bye week, they're definitely going to be ready, you know, game plan wise and kind of uh, scoping out Minnesota and what they have. And Minnesota is definitely like a tougher team. They put up a lot of points. They put up a lot of yards per game. Yeah. Uh, so far this season, they're averaging 4.4 yards per rush and 10.3 yards per pass so definitely they're a threat to on the ground and through the air so something we'll definitely have to take seriously yeah uh the offense as you kind of hinted to there really really has been moving this whole season averaging over 38 points per game also giving up 20 points per game so uh you know definitely some room for improvement on the defensive side of the ball for minnesota but um their offense has certainly been carrying this team throughout their schedule which um if you look down the schedule for minnesota just has not been on the same level as as that of penn state you know the opponents they've seen so far don't really stack up no ranked opponents yet penn state's played uh two ranked opponents already beaten both of them obviously um you also mentioned coming off the bye week uh both teams had a bye week this week so this is definitely a game that uh both teams are going to be well prepared for and it's gonna you know come down to, to execution because both coaches are going to have, you know, well-built game plans and um, they've, you know, been planning for this game for, for two whole weeks. So there's definitely, um, you know, uh, a lot of preparation going into it. And I, I think both teams are going to be ready to come out. Um, it surprised me a little bit. I saw a couple of times uh, Minnesota decided not to have this game at night. You would think, you know, this is a big game for them. They would want their home fans there at night, really, you know, making it an environment um, more suited to them rather than Penn State. But um, I don't know. It, it seems interesting to me that they opted for a noon kick instead. Definitely something if the roles were, were reversed and uh, Penn State decided to do the same, I'd be very upset as a fan. You know, we we like to, to have those primetime games, but – um, does that say anything to you, Colin, about maybe, you know, Minnesota's mindset going into this game? Yeah, I, I definitely don't agree with like how they're approaching it. You know, I would feel the same way where I would want it to be a night game in, at my yeah. school. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if their thinking is they want to kind of downplay it and 
like you know not like hype Penn State up that much and just try and treat it as a normal game or mm. you know I'm not really sure but yeah I definitely don't agree with how they thought out or like what they think would be the best plan of attack yeah I agree I I guess the only rationale in my opinion is that Penn State is traveling to the you know different time zone one hour earlier so it's going to feel like an 11 a.m kickoff for Penn State maybe Minnesota thinks that'll throw them off more than uh an hour earlier later in the night I don't really know I completely agree though I'm confident in Penn State going into this game I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means Minnesota has proven that they're a strong team um definitely a contender in the Big Ten West but um you know from what we've seen from Penn State especially the defense this uh, thus far, really, I, I have minimal concerns, um, but it's a game I'm I'm very excited to watch, and uh, I'm I'm really you know I I think is really representative of what the rest of the season is going to look like. This next three game stretch: Minnesota, Indiana, Ohio State's uh, uh, definitely the biggest one on Penn State's schedule this season. Uh, earlier, we we you would have thought it was. The previous three games with Michigan, Michigan State, um, in that and Iowa, but you know, as as the season goes on and records uh, change, we definitely that Ohio State game's the you know pivotal moment in the season. But this Minnesota game, uh, you know, equally as important, really, in in terms of postseason hopes for the Nittany Lions. Uh, did you have anything else to add for this one, or? Um, you know, we, we both explained we feel pretty good about Penn State. Yeah, I think I expect this game to be like a big defensive effort for Penn State you know saying that Minnesota hasn't seen a defense that good so far in their season yeah so I feel like Penn State's defense is really going to be like the the stalwart in this one where they kind of set the tone early I guess I would say so I'm excited to see how they perform and hopefully it's a good result for Penn State yep I completely agree all right let's shift now into uh Penn State's other sports going on this past week all right, let's kick it off, as always, with our Team of the Week. Colin, do you want to introduce the team and what they did to deserve Team of the Week? Yeah, so we have the Penn State women's soccer team was going up against Iowa in the Big Ten quarterfinals for the conference tournament. And Penn State was able to come away with a 2 nothing victory thanks to Peyton Linehan scoring in the 21st minute, as well as Rachel Wasserman in the 35th minute. Yeah, a uh, really strong performance by the Nittany Lions in this one. Uh, obviously, when you get to the postseason, you're in a you know conference tournament like this. All that matters is a win. Doesn't really matter how you get it done. But Peyton Linehan's first goal uh, gave Penn State the lead in the 21st minute. It was really a beautiful volley from probably about 25 yards out, found the upper corner of the net. And then Wasserman's to follow that in the 35th minute, just a scrappy goal off a corner kick. But, you know, they count the same on the stat sheet. So really great win to advance uh, by the women's soccer team. Uh, really strong performance by the defense, obviously keeping a clean sheet, as well as the goalkeeper, Amanda Dennis, who's been great this whole season. Penn State will now look ahead to Purdue for the semifinals. Um, that will that game will take place on November eighth. Uh, time and location have not yet been announced, but we'll definitely keep our eye on that. And um, hopefully, this women's soccer team that started a little bit slow this season can you know continue this momentum. They now have seven straight wins, um, so we're we're glad that they're really peaking at the right time this season, um, and that's why they are our team of the week. Okay, now now let's take a look at our player of the week. Colin, can you introduce our men's soccer team's player of the week? 
Yeah, so we're looking at senior Christian Sloan. He really stepped up late in both games. So we had Penn State going up against Rutgers and Maryland where we saw Christian Sloan put away two game-winning goals to help secure Penn State's like season pretty much and send them into the second seed for the Big Ten tournament. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, like you mentioned, slowed with two really, really well-timed goals, both in extra time. Uh, the first against Maryland, the defending national champions, and then against Rutgers to finish out Penn State's season. Um, two, you know, timely goals, neither of them particularly pretty or, um, you know, anything like that. But like I mentioned before, uh, they all count the same on the statue and the wins are all that really matters. And um, he was able to help secure Penn State's second seed for the Big Ten tournament. Um, so really well done by Christian. Uh, getting to know him a little bit before his time at Penn State, he was born and grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania, played club soccer for FC Revolution as well as the PA Classics. Um, went to Wilson High School where he led his team to two league championships as well as an appearance in the state finals. Uh, was an all-county player two times and also, <clears throat> excuse me, an all-state player his junior year. Um, really a dominant player throughout high school and um, also a great member uh, of his community in the classroom, National Honor Society member. Um, he's the son of Tom and Jackie Slowed and has one brother. Um, his dad played basketball at Alvernia University in Reading, Pennsylvania. And Christian is majoring in energy, business, and finance, um, hoping to earn his degree in the next semester. So, um, you know, really great week uh, on the field for Christian. And he's done nothing but um, excel in the classroom as well. Uh, Big Ten academic uh, all-conference. So, you know, really impressive student as well as athlete. So, um, well done to Christian and and good luck as the men's soccer team moves into the Big, Big Ten tournament. All right, and to round out the show, let's do our surprise of the week. Uh, this week it's going to be the women's golf team. Colin, can you tell us why? Yes, the women's golf team, they had kind of a dicey go on the 27th. They took 15th overall in a field of 18 uh, shooting in Wilmington, North Carolina at a tournament. So it was a landfall tradition. Yep. You know, kind of a shaky start for the – ladies they kind of opened up decently but then they shot a final round of 13 over on sunday so that kind of pushed them back in the standings and it seemed like the weather wasn't really perfect for them you know windy conditions you know it rained on and off i guess throughout that sunday but i guess the, they tried to battle through it but just scorecard didn't represent for them yeah that you know tough sunday performance really makes the whole weekend look uh a little bit worse than you know it, it really was overall uh Sophomore Sarah Willis, though, definitely a bright spot for the women's golf team right now. Uh, her second straight top 10 finish, she finished uh, solo 10th place, uh, one under on the weekend. So really impressive performance by Sarah. Um, even final round, um, you know, only two bogeys on Sunday. So um, not, you know, not really a lot of, of room to grow for her just a couple strokes here and there to uh move up that top 10 leaderboard but um after her the the team really dropped off over the weekend freshman matilda della Vallade, um her lowest round of the weekend was on sunday uh one over but it wasn't enough to get her past uh 45th overall finished seven over on the weekend so uh as a team penn state definitely struggled but um, like I mentioned before, that performance by Sarah Willis, just a sophomore, 
um, you know, really gets uh, uh, fans' hopes up for the future of this team. Colin, you want to tell us about the other golfers this weekend? Yes, we had a junior Olivia Zambruno. Uh, she also had a decent day for the Nittany Lions. She shot two over on the round of 74, finishing the tournament tied for 77th. And then senior classmates Megan McLean and Maddie Herr each shot 10 over on Sunday to round out the team. So, you know, kind of sloped off a little bit, but still, you know, respectable finishes for the Nittany Lions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, head coach St. Pierre had to say afterwards, Olivia had a great round today, making some really nice ups and downs and playing very steady after an early double bogey. Um, she was also very happy with her seniors' performances on the weekend. Um, she said she was extremely proud of Sarah and Matilda's performances and that they each put together solid final rounds. Um, you know, it's, it's hard as in a sport like golf where, um, it really is more a collection of individual, uh, scores and performances rather than a team sport for, you know, one, one athlete to carry a team necessarily. Um, but Sarah Willis really did do her best this weekend. Um, you know, but uh, overall, not not the result the Nittany Lions were looking for. Um, this tournament kind of rounding out the women's golf fall season. Uh, they will be back in the spring for another slate of tournaments. So we're excited to see how they kind of rebuild over the winter and um, how they how they come out. You know, ready to perform in the spring. Uh, Colin, do you have anything else to add here? No, I, you know, it's kind of not particularly how you'd like to see your fall sleep out taken out 15th of the 18th, but you know, there's always a spring season, you know, there's a chance to get better over the winter and refine on any little ticks that they have going on in their game. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the next season. Yep. Uh, I definitely am as well. Uh, all right, guys, that is all that we have for you for this episode. Um, please check out our website if you get a chance, www.psuunderground.com. There's so much great stuff on there beyond sports, but the sports coverage is especially great. Um, if you know, you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can definitely do that at underground ATHS. Uh, our social media head Jeff does a really great job of keeping that updated and um, making it kind of interactive for, for followers. So it's a really great follow if you have Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all that we have for this week. We'll be back on Wednesday for uh, another episode, um, you know, dealing with all the Penn State sports going on. And then we will be back again next Sunday to break down Penn State football's game against Minnesota that we previewed earlier. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you then.